Welcome, all of you fellow Arcanists out there, to the Frith Guild Podcast, where we explore an amazing world full of mystical creatures and their partners. Our host is Eric Smith, and he'll be your guide along this journey through pirate-infested waters. So strap on your swords and get ready to defend the seas from evildoers. To wrap the series, if you have not caught up to the chapters being discussed today, we urge you to hit the pause button, grab your copy of this wonderful book, and catch up. We'll be here when you get back. This week, we'll be exploring the first five chapters of Dread Pirate Arcanist, the second book of the Frith Chronicles, and starting, not with pirates, but with Griffin. Masters Elfrey, Bulk, and the other five apprentices are visiting West Landland to witness the bonding ceremony of the Griffin Cubs. But as this is an adventure story, even this doesn't go according to plan. One of the Griffin Cubs have gone missing. But before we get into the book, let's look at two more pieces of advice from the series. That 50 on the Pillar of Ruma says honesty. Without it, we cannot know the truth about ourselves. And second, our first quote not from the Pillar, don't practice until you get it right, practice until you can't get it wrong. So, let's join Eric and get into chapters 1 through 5 of Red Pirate Arcanist. Today we're going straight into book 2, and we're just going to do a quick recap of the last book, which was the Nightmare. Nightmare Arcanist concluded the f with the first book as we defeated Gregory Ruma and learned how severe the arcane plague truly is. Guildmaster Eventide has decided to make a specialized task force to specifically go after the Arcane Plague as our heroes have had particular first-hand experience with it. Alright, and jumping into Chapter 1 today of Dread Pirate Arcanist. Yay! Alright, we are starting off on a new island called Landon, where Volk is daydreaming about the Isle of Ruma. And he kind of goes back to living on Isle of Ruma. Most of these places they're visiting, they're, they're small isles. We are told that Landon is much bigger than Ruma, but still, it's nonetheless, it's still an island. It's still away from the mainland. So same vibe. It still has the same smell as far as the ocean breeze and the sun. So lots of things to, to really definitely remind him of home. And the Frith Guild is here not just for, uh, for, for the sake of vacationing, but they're actually on an assignment to help protect and do security for the Trial of War Ceremony for the Griffin Cubs. Luther gives us uh, an interesting take on the Griffins itself. That Luther describes the Griffins as stubborn and their arcanists are strong, courageous, and skilled in combat. It gives a good good perspective on what the griffins are like now as far as the griffins themselves they are uh, they are distinguishable between male and female if you see one you'll know which gender it is just by looking at the head of the griffin if it is a male griffin it is going to have a lion's head with a eagle's wings on its back and if it is a female griffin it will have an eagle's head and still have the eagle wings on its back so that is the easiest way to distinguish the male from females. As far as the the magic abilities go, we only really know that they can break hypnotic spells. We don't really know much else about them, but their trial of worth is a, tri a test of courage. And now I'm, again, having flashbacks to my Legend of Zelda as far as uh, in Breath of the Wild, having the, the small test of courage there. And I always hated seeing those because the the early on game of it, 
the large chest of trials were the worst. All right, so Zelfry has been cleared of all his charges, or basically cleared of everything that they thought was going on with his previous apprentices several years ago. And uh, unfortunately, he does have uh, guilt still about those apprentices. He was still responsible for them. Whether or not Ruma killed them himself. So Zelfry, and, and then Zelfry, not only does he have to worry about, you know, still feel guilty about his apprentices, now he's got the the guilt of Ruma on his head as well. So this this man is going through quite a lot, but he is working on getting himself off of drinking, which is a very commendable thing for him to do, whether or not he's completely, you know, cold turkeys it. But fortunately, he's got some, you know, got a ways to go. And this group of apprentices definitely uh, sometimes doesn't make things easy for him. So today, before the trial of worth. Zelfried plans some training for them. He wants to give them something that's not going to kill them in, in all seriousness you know, and not non-lethal trial or training today. He places apples amongst the daisy wood trees and basically whoever the winner of the competition is going to be able to go meet and visit the uh, griffin cubs prior to the ceremony. And then the loser is going to have to scrub the deck of the ship. And I, I like that Zelfry put this as the losing, the, you know, whoever the, the dead last person is. I like that he used this as a form of punishment because this has probably got to be the worst job on the ship. He could probably have given them and, you know, given the, the ship crew, the crew members a break from having to do it. And, you know, those crew members are going to forever in their life say, oh, I had, I watched Arcanist scrub the deck of the ship instead of me. So because Volk, took off and wanted to go daydreaming and get some nostalgia for the Isle of Ruma. Everybody else has been paired up already, except for Ilya. Ilya is actually the person that comes up to tell Volk, hey, there's there's a competition and we need to get looking for these apples so that way we can uh, not have to scrub the deck. So Volk and Ilya actually run up uh, as they're looking for their apples. They run into Zaxxus and Volk runs into Zaxxus first. And, and Zaxxus doesn't, you know, hasn't changed about the way he acts towards Volk whatsoever. He's still the same way. He's still the, the I don't want to say better than you, but essentially that's kind of the attitude he gives off towards Volk. Until he sees Ilya. When he sees Ilya, he, he eyes light up, and then he's like, hey, what's going on? How about, how's the weather? It, you know, it reminds me a lot of Ruma and... And Ilya just kind of like, um, who are you and why are you talking? Like, this is not Zaxxus. This isn't normal Zaxxus. Like, she's used to the Zaxxus that's constantly, you know, harping on Volk and, you know, trying to beat everybody in competitions and stuff. So <laughs> she's, she's kind of like, okay, like, uh, we, we kind of have a competition to get back to. We're pretty far behind on this. So can you please just, like, let us go? we got to go. Bye. And this this is where chapter two picks up at. And while they're doing this apple hunt, they're they're really supposed to be using their magic to get the apples. They're they're put in places that aren't necessarily gonna be the easiest to just pick up and be able to to walk away with. They're they're meant to be hidden. They're meant to be in places that are difficult to reach or to get to. And again, they're supposed to be using their their magic whether it's their augmentation, their manipulation, or their evocation, or even their elder in themselves, 
they're supposed to be using some form of magic to get these apples. So Volk finds an apple and he kind of has to, he has to fight somebody off for it. And there's, there's a bird that's just absolutely going nuts trying to attack Volk because of this apple. And he, he hits it with some tears just to leave him alone. Cause this thing is just not giving up on this apple. I think he states in the, the book, yeah, is if the war depend, you know, would be lost without this apple. And he has, he has Luther give a piece of this apple to the bird because there's a nest full of hatchlings and Volk feels bad about taking the apple. And, you know, it, it probably won't matter. So either way, Volk's is going to give the, you know, a little bit of the apple to, to this bird. And this is where Volk should start be picking up on his clues about the fact that his magic is more than just to turn the lights off, you know, to, to blanket shadow, you know, use shadows to blanket things or step through because you know, looking at Luther, Luther is obviously, he's a grown nightmare. So he knows how to use his magic. Well, so again, he has Luther carry a piece of this apple to this bird. And so, so later on, they, they do also find another apple, but it's way up in this tree. It's 30 feet up in the air is what it's described as. And, and like Luther having done this just recently, just recently, you would have thought that Volk would have been able to think outside the box and use his magic to do this, but he doesn't. His first reaction is let's shake the tree to see if the apple falls out. So Volk not only has to learn this new magic, but he's got to really figure out how to use it, how to, how to think outside the box with it. Cause you know, he's got a whole new arsenal at his hands and and literally he with his magic of shadows you know the, these shadows can take form they can become weapons they can become anything he wants them to so literally as long as they are within his creation his his creativeness they will be able to do it so he's just got to think outside that box get get outside that that normal way of thinking that he was so used to prior to becoming an arcanist so that he could employ his abilities better. We do also meet Addy walking through the woods and Volk was actually really like surprised and was happy about seeing her. And again, they, they kind of do their little small talk, awkward, don't know what to do kind of thing. And Ilya uh, sees her and gets actually really upset with Addy and like really jealous. And I don't know if it's, jealousy for Volk does, does Ilya really have feelings beyond just siblings for Volk it was kind of alluded to in the first book and I, I do believe that there's some kind of emotion between them or between her at least her and Volk that she likes Volk more than just as they were siblings or grew up grew up and they're really close together so this this is about the only way I can I can justify Ilya is basically the way that she's acting to, towards this is that she has these feelings, these stronger feelings for Volk and she doesn't want Addy involved because Addy's the, I don't say new toy. This is the only time he's had an opportunity to court Addy since they've been on the Isle of Ruma. So all of the apples have been found and Master Zelfry calls them all in. So that way they can do a final count to see who won the competition and who lost the competition. Now, Zelfry did also make this very clear that this mission was 
intended to be a rescue mission for mystical creatures. They were not to be harmed. They were supposed to be brought in whole and safe and all, you know, all safe and sound. Apparently, Adelgis and Zaxis didn't get the memo because Adelgis comes back to the clearing covered in an exploded apple. And, and Zaxis, and this just personifies or shows his character to the T. Zaxis doesn't think he's wrong in this situation. He says, oh, well, you should have just you know, given me the apple. That should have been the end of it. You shouldn't have fought me over it. I should have just given me the apple. And Adelgis has the same mentality. Granted, Adelgis says he saw the apple first. Adelgis saw the apple first, but Zaxis got to it first. And this kind of a competition, it's whoever gets their hands on it first. I mean, Forsyth found an apple that Volk had found, but hadn't happened to have gotten out of the dirt yet. I, I don't think either one of, you know, either Adelgis or Volk would have a leg to stand on as far as, oh, I saw it first. No, it's, it's whose hands did it in first. If Adele just took forever to get to it, then so be it. it it's it's all Zaxxas, so I digress. We do find out that Volk and Iliot were the absolute dead last ones to come in with their apples. It makes sense because they, they definitely started later than the rest of them. Zax, and then Volk missed an opportunity when Zaxxas was talking to them and you know, all that. So it is what it is. You, you're going to have to scrub that deck, I guess. So before really anything can get pushed down as far as the, the winning and losing stuff, the win, win to report for ship duty, a city guard comes riding in pretty hard and is telling Master Zelfry that the Griffin Cub and the Griffin Father are both missing. And especially with this being the day of the ceremony, and the ceremonies don't take place until evening, the day of the ceremony, they should not be missing. And nobody's seen them in the last two days. We know that island the griffin father has been patrolling the island for the last couple of days to make sure that the pirates in the area don't do anything or affect anything so we, we assume that the griffin cub decides to go after his father just because he hasn't seen his father come back yet and the the guard is basically pleading with the frith guild hey we need we need you guys to help is there any way you can do that for us try to make this as low-key as possible and Zelfry does agree to it. And he also throws in at the last second that the Frith Guild needs to be paid for its services. As a reminder, and this is an extra charge, essentially. So Zelfry saw how competitive everybody was, especially with the way Zaxxas and Adele just blew up the apple. So what better way of actually having an actual Mistoka creature missing and needing to go find it? Then to have them compete, make them competitive, because again, these are very competitive people. So he sends them out in teams again, but instead of just letting them pick their teams like they did previously, he picks the teams for them. And Zelfry is a very smart trainer. He obviously, this isn't his first set of apprentices he's apprenticing. Granted, it's a lot, but again, it's not his first one. So he, he says, well, you guys picked originally of who you liked, who you, you know, wanted it to be with. I'm going to pick based on who's going to balance each other out and make a well-rounded team to, to be able to find this uh, Griffin Cub. So he pairs everybody up, and of course, Volk and Zaxxas get stuck together. Hey, what a surprise. So this is a good exercise. One, so that not only they get to learn each other, they, they are being well-balanced well on the team, and so that they can also get pushed outside of their comfort zone because, again, you're never going to go 
outside of the comfort zone if you never have to. So as Volk and Zaxxus are pl- making their plan, Volk sees the Dame Katona and is basically saying that, hey, this is this is the Dame Katona. You know, and, and Zaxxus is just like, you have such good eyesight if you could see all the way up in between their legs. And Volk's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's it's got an eagle head that's definitely... Definitely a female griffin there, Zaxxus. I like this because this shows that not only is Volk able to hold his own, but it shows his intelligence and that he's studied as much as he has because he's able to identify Katona as a female because of her eagle head, not having a lion head. And I'm starting to think that Volk is really just the Hermione of this group. Now, I mean... Not not by any means like super smart here like Hermione is, but he's he's seeming like one of the more studious ones. I think Adele just would really take that one, but a lot of the time Volk is actually pretty knowledgeable on things as far as mystical creatures, magic, that kind of thing goes, versus like outside influence and understanding how the rest of the world works. Zaxus pulls out a map and Volk is really surprised that Zaxus bought a map like who would have thought you know you, you got to visit tingle before you move into the next area oh shoot sorry again majora's mask my apologies um so so zax has bought a map of the area so that way if something were to happen he would be able to figure out where to go how the best way to get there that kind of thing and Zaxus does the one thing we would never have thought Zaxus would do he quotes a step of the pillars preparation like Oh my gosh. And and Volk is elated by this. And Zaxxas was like, hey, look, man, don't don't get too excited about this because I really only did this because I'm I'm wanting to get you riled up so you can, you know, perform better because I know you do. Volk has figured out exactly where the best place to look for this Griffin Cup would be. So they start heading off in that direction and they, they get in a cart. And this is one of those moments where we see that Normal people that are not Arcanus, they are elated to have Arcanus on the isle, especially because these are smaller islands. They don't see a lot of people outside of their community. They don't see Arcanus that, that are there other, pretty much other than if something's happening, something major where they need protection or where they need to be helped. So this is one of those occasions where we see that Zaxxus and Volker both offered a cart ride to the bay that they're going to go look at for free while they're there. And and that's an amazing thing. Like it's not the most luxurious cart, it's a fruit cart, but nonetheless, because they're arcanists from the Frith Guild, because they're there to help, these citizens are willing to help them. So as as we're riding in this cart, uh Forsyth states that Volk has a very calming demeanor and I think this is one of those moments that we see that Forsyth may just be a little bit upset because Forsyth chose Zaxxus over Volk. And again, this is all on Forsyth. 100%. Forsyth could have chosen Volk, said, no, I want this Arcanist, not that, or this person, not that person. And that could have been it. But Forsyth was snobby about the whole Volk's parents being, you know, Father being a murderer and mother being a thief. Granted, Master Tim's didn't help either, but it is what it is. I just like to point that out because it's not very often, but there are subtle hints of Forsyth being 
more adamant of making really nice comments to Volk. Another little little thing that I enjoyed was uh, Volk was was talking about how Ilya maybe is uh, he, he calls his sibling, but his his only true sibling is is actually Misfortune, and he hears about going up to the Sapphire Springs after this after the ceremony. And that is supposed to give him luck. And consulting with Luther, Luther does also say that him and Mathis did that a couple of times when they were there. And again, this is one of those moments that Luther doesn't give all the information. And we'll we'll discuss that. I think it's the next section, next set of chapters. We'll we'll discuss that when we get there. But again, it's it's one of those moments where Luther could have offered just an ounce more information, and it would have made a world of difference. But it is what it is. So one one connection or correlation that Volk did find while he was riding with Zaxxus is because Zaxxus and Addy are both bonded to a phoenix on the same day from the same island and blah, blah, blah. They're always going to be compared for the rest of their time. They're Arcanists because they're easily comparable. They're two phoenix Arcanists. If it was another Ar- nightmare Arcanist that Volk bonded with, same time, Volk and that other person would be compared at all times, whether or not Volk was second bonded or not. And and this is very evident when we see that Master Zelfry gives Addy a lot of praises, and you know you you almost say she couldn't do wrong. But when Zaxus does something, it's eh, you did okay. You know you you're you're doing what we're expecting you to do, so just don't worry about it from there. You're doing okay. So as they're continuing their journey up to the bay, they do see a woman coming running and screaming. And she has two of her boys uh, that are fairly young, not old enough for the trial of worth, that heard about the missing griffin cub and decided that they were going to go find them themselves. So Zaxxus was, you know, that's going to take us away from our goal of finding the griffin cubs, and we want to spend time with the griffin cub. And Volk was kind of like, well, but this woman is... Yeah, she's desperate. She's distressed because she's trying to find her boys that are missing. And here's this laundry list of things that Arcanists have done in the past that isn't paid, you know, isn't contracted, doesn't get paid. You know, they don't get paid for, but they just do it on their own. So in the most showboating way possible, Zaxxus stands up and says, yes, we will, we will look for your sons as well. Consider them as good as found. They'll be just fine when they get home. And this is one of those moments that you just want to throttle Zaxxus. Because he just hemmed and hawed and, you know, almost all but argued with Volk, you know, yelling at Volk, basically, saying that they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do this, because he doesn't want to have to take the time out of his day to go do this. But he's going to have to do this. And he realizes that. So he he's definitely not one of those humble arcanists. Because he's basically like, you know, oh, I, I will find them and almost calling her a peasant, basically. So, but they, they do finally get to the bay in which they expect to see these, they find these griffin, the griffin cub at. And this is what leads into chapter four. And Vulcan and Zaxxus are heading to the bay and they're passing these, all these fishermen. And all these fishermen, again, they're they're showing that they truly admire uh, good Arcanists, and they're they're moving out of the way. They're doing, you know, showing signs of respect and everything like that. So again, it's it's very 
good to see the social hierarchy of where Arcanists fall. And again, whether whether it's a, a willow a wisp Arcanist, which is a like a fire wielding mystical creature, yeah, you know, whether you're that kind of an Arcanist or if you're a dragon Arcanist, it doesn't matter. Arcanists are still at the top of the social hierarchy as far as you know the normal people go. Obviously, once you get you know when once you're an Arcanist, an Arcanist, an Arcanist, and you know based off of their magical mystical abilities and what their guild is, that's going to base how much respect they're going to get just because of that. So we do we do start to get an introduction into some love interests or a crush, I guess would probably be a better way to put it of Zaxus towards Ilya and like I actually do enjoy this because it's it, it gives a little bit more depth to the book and especially with the characters you know, especially character building between Zaxus and Ilya and you know with Volk having his crush on Addy it gives you know it gives us somebody else that to have you know be rooting for kind of I mean I don't want to I don't want to say how much I would be rooting for Zaxus and having a crush on Ilya, but, you know, it is what it is. So Volk is still mulling over his new abilities with Luther. And he has a conversation with Luther about how Mathis used them. And he talked about how Mathis, Mathis and Volk took a very different path. And Luther wanted to be very clear about not comparing the two of them because of the fact that Mathis started with shadow manipulation and Volk started with his terror evocation. So Volk and, and Volk also has to remember he's second bonded. So no matter what Mathis did, whatever Mathis had achieved that he cannot compare himself between the two because of the fact that, that Luther is second bonded and that they took two completely different paths as far as how their training goes. So the biggest thing that Luther really kind of wanted to hit on was Volks really needs to think about how he's going to solve problems from now on. You know, it's not going to be the simple, you know, like I said earlier, shaking the tree versus using some shadow tendrils to to go up and grab the apple. And and this is actually kind of somewhere where it kind of clicks with Volk that that his shadows, the shadow manipulation is more than just, you know, just moving the shadows. He's, he's actually able to form them into an object and and make them as hard as steel and and this is essentially how luther is you know he's made he's made out of shadow he's made out of shadow that is as strong or solid as steel and i i love that i love luther's description of basically having heavy plate armor and he's got this heavy plate armor from the helmet to sabatons which is the fancy word for armored shoes made out of steel. And one of the one of the things that gives me the chills the most about his description is his cape. And it's this tattered flowing cape. It's lined with red and a red border. And it it flows in this non existing wind. Like I wonder if Luther thinks about having that cape constantly moving. But that that's one of those like just gives me goosebumps every time it's it's directly quoted, you know, and described how his cape is. So Volk's walking down as he's talking to Luther. Zaxis is going, you know, the divide and conquer method, trying to see if anybody's seen anybody, you know, the boys or the griffins. 
folks looking into caves itself, kind of keeping mark on which caves should be you know, looked in further. Volk starts to find some not so good signs of the boys. And when I say not so good signs, I'm talking about blood and ends up finding the cave that the boys are in and not only the boys, but the Griffin cub. So Volk immediately wants to rush in there and rescue everybody and save the day, which I commend. But Luther does stop him and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's move with purpose, not with haste. And, and the truly what that means is, you know, I, I understand you want to, to get in there, but we also need to make sure we're protecting ourselves as well. And Luther doesn't want Volk to rush into a trap, you know, and, and, and then having to get him out of said trap. And this is kind of the, the thing that reminds me the most of this, of what Luther is talking about is any kind of first responder course that anybody's, you know, may have taken basic life, lifesaver courses. They, they always talk about making sure that before rendering any kind of aid or touching a victim to make sure that the scene is safe. And they always show the, the typical power lines down or electric on, that kind of thing. And it's honest to God the truth because, yes, you want to go in and help and save somebody, but you can't help and save somebody if you get hurt or caught or et cetera yourself. So we, we have to take this one step at a time, move quickly, but make sure we're processing everything appropriately before we get ourselves stuck too. So Volk gets to the back of the cave, the, the two boys and the Griffin Cub are, and the older boy, Leo, says that Rylan attacked them and the Cub, and he doesn't know why. And then Rylan shows up at the, the front of the cave. So Rylan is in a very offensive posture he's got his wings spread out his hackles up basically ready to fight and he's telling volk that he's been shot by a pirate from the third abyss and he is in the process of tra transforming into an, a plague-ridden creature and ryland does a very noble thing and, and wants volk to end him quickly so that it can prevent him from doing unnecessary damage to anyone else, and so that he can die with pride. He's already hurt these boys, he's already hurt his own cub, he doesn't want anybody else to get hurt, so he just wants to simply finish, be finished. And understandably so, Volk struggles very hard with this request. Volk does not want to have to do this. Volk is still in the, the, the mindset of, we can still save him. We can find a cure. It'll be okay. But he doesn't understand that Rylan is beyond that point. And, and Rylan is trying to basically plead with Volk to, to just finish him off because he's starting to represent an, an extremely real threat of either you know, of killing everybody and possibly getting this griffin cub uh, infected with the arcane plague as well. Now, I do enjoy Volk's character as far as having this internal struggle with, with not wanting to, but having to, because it shows his humanity, his, his you know, morals are still there, even though he knows that by not doing this, he could potentially be hurting more people, but it's also not Ryland's fault for this happening. 
it definitely frustrates me at times because it's like folk you, this is a clear-cut situation here you fortunately you don't have a choice in the matter you're gonna have to do this to to you know support the greater good or save the greater good but he still struggles really hard with it one other thing i want to mention is volk's ability to see in the darkness it's actually getting faster and he doesn't have to be merged with luther for this ability to work so he's he's getting closer growing a closer bond with uh with luther so that his innate ability of being able to see in the darkness is coming faster for him and this is going to be a huge advantage for him so the faster his night vision adjusts the better now volk is fighting with rylan and it has its ups and down moments and actually zaxis ends up showing up right at the right opportune time to turn the tide of the battle for volk and thankfully so because rylan is, is past the point of reason now and this is why Rylan was so adamant about making sure Volk took care of him before he completely transferred over to uh, being the plague ridden. And, and Volk feels guilty because he feels that he's failed Rylan by not taking care of him bef- sooner. But because of Zaxxus, Volk is able to get the final blow in. Uh, it, it's an honorable blow. You know, it's a, a swift one. It wasn't something that was going to be painful or anything like that. But thankfully, he was able to finish it off. And then Zaxxus goes all paladin on everybody, healing everybody up. Got to get Volt taken care of. Got to get Leo taken care of. Grant's about to die, so Grant's got to get healed up, make sure he's going to survive. And then we got to heal the Griffin Cub, Bedivere, make sure he's going to survive because, again, you know, need a Griffin Cub to bond with, you know, for the ceremony. So, but we we end the chapter essentially with the all three of them being okay. Thanks to Zaxxus being a paladin. And this is the end of the first five chapters of Dread Pirate Arcanist. And again, we're going to go over... The only new mystical creature we had in this section was the griffin. So unfortunately, we don't have much to talk about. They are what's considered progeny born, which is they have a, a mom griffin and a dad griffin and have griffins. They do tend to mate in places that will fulfill their needs as far as their supply, water supply, and to be able to have uh, shelter. So, you know, the normal things. And that's about all else we know about the griffins. Again, there's really not a whole lot of information other than this one little segment that we see the griffins in. I do want to thank you all for watching. Uh, just a reminder, you can find me on Podbean. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, pretty much anywhere that you can download a podcast at is where you can find one. Find myself. Uh, it also on Spotify to, to mention that one. I am working towards getting all of my podcasts recorded to video and onto my YouTube channel, and which will be just at Frith Guild Podcast, which is where you'll be able to find me and you'll be able to see me recording these through video. I'm still kind of working on getting everything all set and taken care of for it, but uh, you will be able to see me on the Frith Guild podcast YouTube channel as well. I'm basically just getting prepared for the the switch over for Google Podcasts specifically in, I believe it is March of next year that is happening. Their Google Podcasts are going to be no longer a thing and everything will be on YouTube itself. So just making that 
transition a little bit earlier than I would. So nothing else is going to change for any other platform as far as I'm aware though. So everything else is going to be the usual there. So if you want to reach out to me and talk to me, send me questions or comments. Uh, my email is frithguildpod at gmail.com. Um, on Facebook as well at Frith Guild Podcast. I'm on Instagram and I'm trying to get better about posting on Instagram on there as well. So if you guys want to get with me, we can we can certainly have a, a record an episode together and we'll post it when it's due. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I know that we we spoke with the author Shami Stovall last week. And next week we'll be getting into the next set of five chapters for the Dread Pirate Arcana series. And I thank you.